Good morning. Welcome to Driving Theology. Whoa. Turn this up. Good morning. Is that better? I'm missing with the uh, recording level. Good morning. Welcome to Driving Theology. Uh, this is Mike, and it is a rainy but surprisingly warm day for. I don't even know what day it is. Is it January yet? Or, I mean, we're almost in February. Oh, today's January 29th. And, uh, as usual, I'm heading to work talking to you fine people. Man, we had a crazy, busy, yet interesting week. Um... I haven't posted these podcasts in probably two or three months. Um, <clears throat> I need to rectify that. I know. I know. Uh, I would like to uh, just, I don't know. So many things have been going on in my head. But recently, this last weekend, one of those things at least has been completed, alleviated, which is great. Um... So, yeah, last week, let's talk about last week. So, I've known now for, I don't even know how many months, but but a good long while um, ago, I had been asked to do this uh, uh, lectureship series uh, for a, a university in uh, Ibaraki. Um, Mito, actually, so it's the University of Ibaraki, or Ibaraki University. Uh, and one of my, uh, two, actually, two of my former students' father uh, is a professor there, and so I've known him for probably 20 years or so, maybe not quite that long, I don't remember when we met. Uh, and apparently I may have worked with his wife at a high school I used to work at, I can't remember that part, but that was very, very early after I got to Japan when all that supposedly happened um anyway so he had asked me to do this lectureship series and it's called an omnibus lecture and it, it really isn't anything honorary or anything like that i can talk about anything i wish uh it's for english students but uh they want to provide uh, yeah these these lectures on various um <clears throat> uh topics by various native english speakers uh, and and there are four speakers over the course of the semester. Each speaker gets four or three lessons, uh, three consecutive classes on, on the same day. So it's a Saturday intensive lectureship kind of thing. So we get the same students for I get the same students for three three state three three straight periods, which is about four and a half hours of lecture um, that I did for them and and so omnibus meaning everything or all uh, I really didn't have any uh, specific guidelines on what to talk about um, so I I spoke on uh, well, first I did a a uh, what I would call a simulation game uh, it's a cross-cultural simulation game named Barnga I think I talked about that before where it, 
this game puts people in situations in which they are not able to communicate verbally um, and and in which the rules constantly change and so it's a it's a way to get people to be ready for and to anticipate the kinds of situations they may be in when while traveling or living in a foreign country or even dealing with foreigners in your own country it's the same same deal uh, great game man I'm I think I'm gonna incorporate it in some of my classes this year because I think I just feel like it it um, is a about as realistic a simulation game uh, as there can be as long as you follow it up with lots of good um, uh, discussion questions which that's all part of the package of the Barnga game <laughs> I don't know, I may adapt it a little bit to uh, to fit some of my uh, experiences living uh, in Japan for the last 25 years now. Well, in a month it'll be 25 years. Uh, so I get got to go to the university and got there around 9 o'clock, set up, lectureship started at 10.20, and I had two wonderful graduate students there with me helping me out. Um, and uh, yeah, so it was a really interesting thing. So I did Barnga for the first uh, period, uh, and I didn't expect Barnga to take as long as it did, but it did take an entire period, more or less. Uh, and because it was almost an entire period, I, I figured out a way to stretch it out a bit. Um, and then went into the second part of the lectureship series, which was uh, identifying our hermeneutic, or our lens, right? The, the way that we see the world, and I've talked about this many times before. Um, now, in, in this scenario, it wasn't a theological use of the word hermeneutic. It was, uh, uh, like I said, cross-cultural use. The, the idea that we all see life through uh, a lens, a certain way of looking at things that is unique uh, to us uh, and is comprised of our our. Uh, the way we were raised, uh, our race and religion and culture and sex and, and all of these things, uh, not to mention all of the experiences that we've ever had, uh, all contribute to the way that we see the world and each person's hermeneutic or lens is different. And so I went into this concept uh, having just them just coming from Barnga. And Barnga is a game where as you go from table to table, the rules change. <laughs> Uh, and so, while you're at one table, um, the set of rules for the game you're playing may be one way. And after you win and you get to go to another table, when you get to the next table, the rules are different. Uh, and the thing is, you can't talk about it, and you can't, can't use any verbal communication at all to talk about those differences. Okay, so you, you can't. Uh, you know, you, you can't talk, you can't write, you can't do anything except gesture, grunt, and draw, right? Um, <clears throat> and it makes for a really interesting uh, classroom. It sounds like uh, you're, you're teaching cavemen, uh, cave, caveman language, because <laughs> it's just grunting and gestures. <laughs> um, but, so going from that, 
experience, which is frustrating, <clears throat> uh, to say the least. <clears throat> uh, people get confident that they know how to play a game at their own table because they know the rules at their own table. But when they move tables, they find out that the rules have changed, uh, and and this continues to happen. Uh, from table to table. Not every table has completely different rules. You may go back to the other rules, but you won't know that until you've already lost a hand because you're playing by a different set of rules. Uh, and so if, if your goal is to win, once you figure out that the rules are different from table to table, which you may or may not accept, right? Some people just think other people are cheating or other people don't know the rules. Uh, that's, how, that's how you feel. So if you're a person who is very... Uh, open-minded and and adjustable <clears throat> adjustable adoptable uh, then as the rules change you will kind of just go with the flow oh, okay this is how we're doing it okay that's fine whatever now I know you know and you go on with it but if you're a person who likes things to be cut and dry and believes everybody else should play by the exact same rules that you do and doesn't accept that there are other rules out there in fact doesn't accept that the possibility even exists, uh, it can be quite a frustrating experience for you. Uh, and, and it's good to know this about yourself. And, and it, part of it is knowledge, right? Just knowing that the rules are not the same everywhere, right? Uh, we say knowledge is power. Uh, knowledge is power, knowledge is confidence, knowledge is all kinds of good stuff. Um, but when you know that the rules are going to be different from place to place, then you can kind of accept that and go on. Um, now this gets down to some very, very sensitive places though. You know, it's not, it's not just, uh, you know, uh, which side of the cup we drink from, you know, trivial things. There are some things that, that border on profound, uh, and, uh, um, even moral, I suppose, uh, is how some people would look at it. Uh, so, is there a cough in this cup? So, um, yeah, so I did that the first period, and then coming from that, we went right into the idea that there's a hermeneutic. There's a, a set of rules by which you understand and view the world through that is unique to you. Uh, but you need to realize that everyone else has a different lens than you, right? Everybody else has another lens, and their lens is perfectly valid to them. Uh, and, and your lens is not valid to them. Uh, and, and so one way to look at this is to say, well, I'm right and you're wrong. Uh, but uh, that's just not helpful, because if everybody says that, then everybody's right. And everybody else is wrong, uh, and then we just have a world of constant conflict. Uh, the healthier way to deal with this difference, differences in worldview, or the way that we uh, understand and view the world, uh, is to accept that you have a lens and I have a lens, and only conversation uh, and and uh, peaceful. Uh, engagement uh, will bring us any closer at all and we will never be completely in agreement about everything 
but that's okay. You have your lens, I have my lens. My lens helps me navigate through the world in which I live, the context in which I find myself as your lens does for you. Uh, and, and wow, that's great. People see the world in different ways uh, and that's, that's okay. And the reason it's okay, okay, this, this is, to me, this is the nitty gritty. The reason that it's okay is because underlying that lens is a fundamental collection uh, of principles that all people everywhere agree on, right? Under, underneath, underneath that, right, lens, there are things that we all agree on. That, that all things being equal, given a choice between two things, we will always choose, every human, everywhere, of their right mind, uh, will always choose the same. All right, make the right choice. And those are called fundamental principles. Uh, you could also call them universal truths, I suppose, or, or universal principles. Uh, and so it's also important to recognize that those exist as well right? Uh, and that those are equally as important as our lens. Uh, but our lens will help us navigate through the way that people understand and try to obey these fundamental principles. Uh, and I came up with a list that was way longer than I thought it would be. And so for the third part of the, of the talk, uh, Actually, I, I think bridging the second to the third, possibly. I don't remember how it worked out. I, have to, I recorded it, so I'll have to listen to it later. Uh, but we went through this list uh, of, of choices that people everywhere would probably make. Uh, no, would make, right? They, to be universal truth they, or universal principles, they have to be uni universally accepted. Uh, and the first one of those is life is better than death. Everybody every, everywhere would agree, especially, uh, especially when it comes to themselves, uh, life is better than death. I would rather be alive than be dead, all things being equal. Uh, and then the list goes on from there. Wellness is uh, preferable. Wellness is better than sickness. It's better to be well than to be sick. Right? All things being equal, nobody wants to be sick. Uh, comfort is better than discomfort. Beauty is better than ugliness. Uh, being filled is better than being hungry, right? Uh, abundance is better than scarcity. Uh, um, uh, to be rich is better to than to be poor. I would say most people fundamentally agree. Uh, maybe. Um, like if you're faced with a choice, all th again, all things being equal. Uh, love is better than hate. Confidence is better than fear. Um, it's better to encourage than to discourage. Um, it's better to construct than to destroy. Right? Um, <clears throat> And there, there is a long list of fundamental principles that I came up with, and some of them are semantically 
um, different, right? Uh, it's another way to say the same thing. Uh, for example, you could say, you know, harmony is better than dissonance. Uh, would be another way to say order is better than chaos, <laughs> right? Um, or, yeah, you could, all kinds of ways that you could say, uh, right? Um, uh, it's better for something to be delicious than to be not delicious, right? Good is better than bad. Uh, there are a million ways that you could say these things. Beauty is better. I said that already. Beauty is better than ugliness. Uh, anyway, it was a very long list. And in the making of this list, I really felt like something, kind of a light bulb came off inside of me. That, man, we humans have a lot in common. You know, down deep, in fact, everything that we base all of the decisions and choices we make on, we agree on the real fundamental things we agree on now how we do that right how how we honor those beliefs works out differently but the beliefs themselves are the same right uh, it's it, it's better to have companionship than to be alone right uh, youth is better than old age <laughs> All things being equal, I think people would rather be youth, would rather be young, right? Um, freshness, fresh is better than spoiled. Uh, there, there. That, that's kind of a trivial one. I'll, I'll give that one to you. Um, but there is a long list of things that that we all agree on. Uh, and you could say, perhaps, that it's these things that, that give us our humanity, right? That our humanity is based on uh, these, these things. Uh, you could also say excitement is better than boredom. It's another one, right? It's better to be excited than to be bored. It's better to be uh, energetic than to be tired. Um better to be rested than to be tired is another way to say that um, so yeah there, there are many ways to look at these principles but what it told me was and what I think it told the kids was that wow there's a lot that humans agree on right that everybody everywhere if they're in their right mind there is a ton of stuff uh, that that tie us together a ton of principles that tie us together as humanity uh, regardless of religion, race, culture, language, uh, education, none of those things play into this list, right? Now you may say that, well, I believe that that list comes from God, that that you know that there's a fundamental beyond those fundamentals, and you know, fair enough. I I'll give that to you. I I agree with you. I believe that too. Southwest or Oklahoma instead of it's raining pretty hard right now, and yet the sun is shining to my left. I can see blue sky 
yet right here where we are right now. It's just pouring rain. What Japanese people like to call oame. Just heavy rain. Torrential downpour. It's really coming down, but I don't think it's going to last very long. Let's see which way it's coming from. Good weather seems to be to the south. And the wind is coming from the south, which is why it's so warm today. Uh, we are kind of on the edge of springtime in Japan, more or less, right now. So, uh, yeah, so. So, yeah, so that was that part. So as we, you know, one, one of the one of the things that we uh, used to um, illustrate, I'm going back to hermeneutic now, uh, used to, to illustrate the hermeneutic is uh, the American uh, sport slash tradition uh, slash festival of rodeo, right? So to a Japanese person, watching a rodeo is just crazy like why would people do that what what in the world are they thinking it's so dangerous you know what could possibly be the uh, the uh, benefit of rodeo you know and so from looking at rodeo from their from their cultural standpoint it looks just dumb Right? It looks it looks like people are taking unnecessary risks. Sorry, this is going to get loud. I'm having a hard time. For whatever reason. Oh, finally. Getting my uh, windows defogged. It's rain. It's crazy. Uh... So Japanese people looking at the tradition of rodeo, it, it looks completely foreign and meaningless and wasteful and, and, and um, yeah, there's no, no, no meaning for that, the possibility of loss of life and injury. Like why would anybody do that? And the truth is a lot of Americans will look at rodeo the same way. But, you know, there's a principle there. It takes a lot of courage to get on a bull that outweighs you uh, by, by, you know, a factor of, not a factor, but 10 times, probably 10 times heavier than you, 10, 20 times stronger than you, and wild, right, and mean. Uh, it takes a lot of courage. But... Fundamentally, humans believe that courage is better than cowardice. It's better to have courage than to be a coward. And so this, we see this, this fundamental being pushed to the top of the list for a certain group of people, right? They will even, they will even suspend their belief that life is better than death uh, and that 
and that uh, wellness is better than sickness. They'll suspend that to assert that courage is better than cowardice, right? There's a certain group of people. And so everybody has a hierarchy uh, in which we understand these principles. We, we, we place greater importance on different principles uh, depending on who we are, uh, where we've come from, uh, and and you know the the situation of that place where we come from. What are, what are the what are the um, what are the attributes that we need to have to survive, right? So <clears throat> we may have to forego comfort in order uh, to uh, to have abundance, right? In order to feed our family or feed ourselves, we may need to forego. Uh, a lot of things and able to do that, right? Man, it's rain. I'm sure it's loud for you guys. Sorry about that. Maybe get closer to the mic to kind of cut down on some of that. I don't know. Uh, so, I believe, and I could be wrong because I have a lens, right? But I believe that people everywhere will agree on this list if if nothing else interferes, right? If you can agree on all of them. But when a situation comes up, you will align your fundamental beliefs in such a way uh, that gives honor to the lens which you wear, right? Um, yeah. So, you may join the rodeo, right? Uh, and what does that tell you about America? Well, America was a wild place, especially out west where rodeos developed. Uh, it probably has a Spanish influence. I have a feeling something about bullfighting is probably somewhere in there. There's a lot of similarities. Um, but Americans come from a fairly, fairly recently wild environment in the west, especially, where uh, men had to be brave in order to provide uh, and protect, right? To provide for and protect their families and themselves. Uh, whether it was against uh, other hostile people, uh, whether it was against animals, wild animals, or whether whether it was against whether it was against the weather. <laughs> Wow, the river's high. Oh, well, it's going to flood. This is a lot of rain. It's crazy. Uh, and so, yeah. Uh, I feel like the sky is getting lighter in color. I think it's going to pass pretty soon. I don't know. We'll see. Um, and so these attributes... Uh, this this hierarchy of principles that they constructed uh, tells you a lot about the environment in which they live, right? If, if you want to know uh, what kind of environment somebody lives in, figure out how they arrange their hierarchy of principles. Oh, that's a great... Great, great, great. Yeah, that would be a good one. 
would be a good test, actually. <clears throat> this is, somebody's must have done this before. But, you know, you would assume uh, that people who have been raised uh, in, in a fairly, um, what's the word, prosperous country, you know, in a prosperous family, who have not needed anything all of their life, something at the top of their list might look like, um, you know, comfort is better than discomfort, or, or knowledge is better than ignorance, uh, or uh, abundance is better than scarcity. These might be toward the tops, top of their list, where somebody who's grown up in a, in a dangerous, dan dangerous, impoverished uh, society, top of their list is going to be something more like bravery, right? Uh, courage. Courage is better than cowardice, right? Strength is better than weakness. Um, those principles may be toward the top of their list, right? They may list those higher than what somebody from a different situation, a different context would list theirs. Uh, but all of it, all of the way that they, you know, the principles that they live by, you know, the, the, the ones that are right on the, you know, front of their mind all the time, is a reflection of the, the world in which they grew up in. Uh, just, you know, it tells a lot. It gives us, it gives us a lot of information on a person, right? Uh, so if you find somebody who is willing to, to rob a store in order to feed his family, that he's got enough courage uh, to do that, it tells you a lot about the way he was raised or the context in which he currently lives, right? Uh, you know that it's probably dangerous, and you, you know that he probably doesn't have everything that he needs. Now again, we're talking about people in their right mind. Right? Because one of the other principles I think that everybody agrees on is that it's better to buy than to steal. Right? It's, it's all things being equal. You would rather people buy something from you than to take it. And therefore you believe that buying is better than stealing because you want, that's how you want people to treat you. But you can suspend that belief. You can say, well, today stealing is better than buying. Uh, because I don't have comfort and my stomach is not full uh, and I don't feel secure because security is better uh, uh, better than vulnerability right and so depending on how your your principles are lining up that's that's the way that you're going to act now how can I apply I'm, I'm on my way to work at a kindergarten right and we have kids that come from all kinds of societies or all kinds of families and contexts uh, families who are super gentle with their kids uh, families who may be violent with their kids uh, how can I use uh, that as a way to uh, to help them right how 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 can I how can I use that knowledge as a way to change that narrative, right? Um, 
because I, 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 th I think that all of the principles should be upheld. If if you have to, if you have to uh, lose one for the other, um, it should be that you're losing and not other people are losing, right? Um, that that's that's where the fundamental of Jesus comes in, right? That's the Jesus way. Only do to others what you would want them to do to you, and nothing more, right? That's how you love them. Is not ever subjecting them to something that you would not want yourself to be subjected to. And so the fundamental of love has to be, uh, or is, in in a healthy situation, a spiritually health, health spiritually healthy situation, is toward the top of that list, right? Uh, so there, there is, um, for example, some of these are not, I would not say are morally uh, important to lose. For example, I don't think it's morally bad for you to lose comfort. Um, I don't think it's morally bad for you to, say, be hungry or to be thirsty. <clears throat> uh, and you know, sometimes we go hungry uh, because we think uh, health or to be, to be well is better than to be sick. And so uh, we will forego uh, eating just so we can, you know, lose a little weight and, and perhaps uh, add a little uh, bit more health to our heart so there are certain ones of these that that you can classify as um, it's neither morally good nor bad to betray them right for for a, a better purpose but the the caveat I have to add is you can't you know because love is better than hate and perhaps, you know, the way that plays out is companionship is better than isolation and all kinds of other things. But because that is a fundamental which cannot be broken. It's one that should never be compromised. Right? Love, you should never compromise love for your fellow man. <clears throat> Regardless, right? Uh, if you believe that, uh, then then you will never, again, like I said, I'm repeating myself, subject somebody else to something that you would not want to be subjected to. Um, and so, there, as, as we go on in life, I think, as long as we're critically thinking about these things, and we have maybe some good examples in our life, uh, we can come up with a hierarchy. Uh, that is beneficial not just to ourselves but to everyone around us of these principles right a hierarchy of these principles uh, and uh, I, I think that's maybe where I'm gonna go with this I, I want to expand this idea uh, of a hierarchy of universal principles Yeah, it's really interesting to me, this idea. So I am getting closer to my uh, destination, uh, and I hope uh, something I've said is uh, 
you know, coherent, at least in some way, to you. That uh, yeah, you'll get some out of this. And anyway, if I don't post it, nobody will. Um, so I need to I need to get back to doing that. It's I've, I'm using this new recorder, and it makes you know gives it an extra step to everything that I used to have. And I'm just I'm just a lazy person by. That's that's one thing I did not put in my hierarchy. Productivity is better than laziness, I guess. It's better to be doing something than to be not doing anything. I suppose would be the way that that will work out. So I'll try to get that in there as well. Um, so, yeah. We'll uh, talk to you later. I hope I can do that. Bye-bye.